2: Welcome to YOLITICS, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another uh, episode of YOLITICS. I'm Jason Whiteley here with Jason Wheeler. And if you're like us, you've probably realized that some things are hard to find. Not talking about toilet paper. Not talking about uh, paper towels and the paper products and the, mm-hmm. the cleaning uh, aisle, but sidewalk chalk, bicycles, bike helmets, you name it. You can't find this stuff. Uh, Jason, I, I, I don't know about you. Your, your daughters are older than my sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a 7-year-old and a 4-year-old. But so much stuff is sold out. I was trying to get a kickstand for my kid, and it <laughs> was like a, a two-month wait for a kickstand. A kickstand? A kickstand because he didn't want to lay his bike down. The entire time. You know, I finally got it. But stuff is so hard to find now.
0: It is. It, it has become kind of ridiculous. But, you know, you start to think about it and it makes total sense because, you know, so many people have been spending a lot more time at home. And so they have figured out, well, OK, I'm, I'm going to need this, this and that. If I can no longer go to the gym and I can no longer go to all the places I go to, I've got to keep myself occupied somehow. You know, the one that surprised me, the kid in my home is me. Uh, and and <laughs> y- you all always give me a hard time for rollerblading. But I like rollerblading. Rollerblading, wait, wait,
1: wait! wait. You, you rollerblade? I do,
0: yes. And uh, I bought some new wheels, and they they, actually—they you're gonna you're gonna go on about this forever, but they light up as they roll. And I just thought this is gonna stop traffic when I rollerblade at night. (laughs) Okay, so
1: wait, but you you could you could play a side role in like a Eddie Murphy Beverly Hills Cop, totally uh, follow up, dude. Well, so the problem is, I put these wheels
0: on; they weren't right, so I had to send them back, and I accidentally sent Amazon back my wheels and the little axles that they sit on with the rollerblade. And I was like, ah, whatever, I'll buy some new axles. I can't find those axles to save my life. There's these tiny; it's like screws. They're like these tiny little special Mm -hmm. screws. I I, I tried to order them the other day. It said they would be delivered by October 15th. Come
1: on. That's because no one rollerblades anymore. They don't make these axles anymore. That's the difference. The thing is, they do
0: now because I see other rollerbladers out. But we digress. So, you know, maybe you've been running into trouble finding certain things. We're going to get into a few of those things that we've seen today. And I, I think we should start off with one of the biggies. And Jason, you have found this in your personal life, and that is anything having to do with a bicycle. You walk through those big box stores, especially, and look down that bike aisle, you see nothing almost. Uh, And so we decided to bring in uh, Ken Smith. We call him Woody Smith. Uh, Woody from Richardson Bike uh, Bike Mart in uh, Dallas. Uh, You all have several locations, Woody. And um, we just had to get you on the line because I looked at your website the other day uh, and it said something to the tune of we are out of bikes uh, that are under twelve hundred dollars, uh, so that gives an indication of what sales have been like. Yes, it has.
3: Uh, it, we're, we're fortunate because we're we diversified a little bit. You know, like Walmart, the big boxes sell two to three brands of bicycles. We have seventeen brands of bikes. So, with that said, that's worked mm. out real in our favor in this environment because I get a little here, a little here, a little here, a little there. So, yesterday we got in forty two bikes. Doesn't sound like a lot. Sounds like a lot, but it's not. They'll they'll, they'll be gone today. Um, and then. Mm. I get in another 150 Monday, I think we got 150 on Monday, uh, Friday I think we got a 220. So we're keeping th- those below $1,000, they're, they're trickling in but for the most part, yeah we're sold out. There's nothing you can walk into and say I want it. Mm-hmm. I put you on my list and, and we're gonna get you something in two to five weeks. Um, so it's not October, November, December. We've done wow. really good planning. We have over mm-hmm. 6,000 bikes on backward order uh, with all of our vendors.
1: Jeez. Six thousand bikes. Yeah. Yeah. bikes yeah. Six thousand bikes on back orders. Six thousand seven hundred, exact. And, uh, that is nuts. Does, does that represent? Does that represent? No, one no, 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 no. Six thousand seven hundred
3: oh, bikes are bike? our company. We have four stores in the metroplex here, and uh, and so yeah, but and we so we diversified with all the different brands uh, that we have: uh, Trek, Specialized, Giant bikes. Uh, we have uh, um, Santa Cruz, um, lots of others. KHS. Uh, so all these different brands. And uh, so we're fortunate. We do have kids' bikes. We still have a lot of kids' bikes. If you've got a kid uh, – so, Jason, you mentioned that earlier, you kickstand. I've got kickstands. I know they're pretty Oh, hard to get. So. Jason, you found your place.
0: <laughs> should have called you Woody. We got you, we got you <laughs> Do you, by chance, have any rollerblade roller axles? axles. <laughs> no, Nobody has any rollerblade
1: axles. Don't worry about Woody. Maybe, uh, 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 wait over that. Hey, hey, let me ask you, Woody – so the the pandemic really got going, um, and, and in what right. early mid March, when did you really start seeing sales? Just well, start March rocking?
3: March 10th, we had a, a when we knew this was coming, we we had a manager meeting in here, and I said I said here's what we're doing. So our staff is a uh, we got about 70 full timers and about 30 34 part timers, and I said okay, lay off all the part timers as I saw this going, you know, going I I'm, I'm preparing, I'm hunkering down, we're, they're going to close us down. For for at least two weeks. And so the part timers don't do this for a living. And a lot of these uh, are uh, retirees and they work out great. Like you see them at Home Depot and you see them at uh, Elliott's hardware stores, things like that. And these are some of our best uh, employees. And they were very kind and they are like, yes, no problem. Four days, five days later, I want to say it's March 15th, March 16th, I'd say, Katie, bar the door. Oh my gosh, we have fed the fire. Once they shut the health clubs down, everybody had to have their fix Mm. of their exercise. So you can go running, you can go rollerblading as Jason's doing. Uh, You can go fishing, you can go out and run. And some don't don't like running because it jars their body too much. So biking happens to be in there. People buy Pelotons, I know. Um, And uh, so cycling, we all see it in our neighborhoods, right? We see more kids and families on bike signals. And uh, so that's, uh, it ended up being the exact opposite. So our business is, uh, we're up about 35 to 50%.
2: Wow.
0: Uh, so you brought all the part-timers back, I would back. assume, and and, and maybe yeah, then we some. We,
3: we brought them all back, plus we've hired, uh, see, it was 28, 28% more staff as of two weeks ago. A bunch of kids, 15, and I put an APB out to all the staff, all the all the club members that do a lot of business with us, that ride in the groups and clubs, and I say, guys and gals, we need your kids, that 15 to 17, year olds please, if they, they want to come work here, we'll pay them well, get, give them the come in. we'll help them, we'll teach them how to do the how to unpack bikes and build bikes was that we were at the time we couldn't build enough bikes fast enough. Uh, and now we don't, we're lack of bikes. So it's, we're okay there, but now the kids are doing used bikes and doing, doing stuff like that.
0: That's got to feel good to do that too because you know these are such hard times for so many people including young people you know who you know had a little job that they they've lost and and here you are able to employ some more people because you know we call this the pandemic economy some businesses are just going under right now but others like yours are just exploding
3: Yeah I, I, my my wife hates it when I say that but but it's been a curse to others and a blessing to us there's no question I mean I've been doing this since 1983, and I've been through the the Lance Armstrong years, which is the best years in the bike business, no matter who you were. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and that, that you know, 99 to 2005 was amazing years. But this is this Trump set by times two. It is
1: huge, huge movement. So, what do you here? We are in July. Uh, doesn't everyone have a bike <laughs> See, now? I keep thinking, I said, doesn't everybody have a bicycle in Dallas?
3: My gosh, they keep coming in. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I I, yeah, I hope not. I,
2: I hope uh, not. But, but
3: do you think about that in the back of your mind. But uh, a lot of people are bringing in bikes they're finding on Facebook and third-party websites mm-hmm. and all these little, uh, you know, pawn shops and things like that. They're bringing them in and they're saying, hey, I need a tune-up on this. And so our repair business is like crazy, crazy busy. We used to do a couple hundred repairs uh, uh, a week and then we're doing four or five hundred a week. So it's just, it's just crazy uh, busy. Um, So the repair business is, and so we're three to four weeks out. Some of the stores, some of the stores are up to six, McKinney stores up to six weeks out on repairs. Um, So we're doing our best to be able to get people done in a timely manner and get people on the road.
0: Let me ask you this. Uh, we're having trouble finding things like, you know, a kickstand or, you know, yes, the rollerblade axles. What are you having trouble finding? Are you having trouble getting stuff that you need to do uh, what you do? Thank
3: God we we my buyers did such a good job. Uh, around in the March, we decided it was going to be a, this frenzy of was it going to go away? And I said, I'm a gambler. I had them to go ahead and go ahead and invest into more inventory. Uh, parts and repair parts. Was, everybody everybody was bringing in bicycles. Uh, it was just announced that this is not going away. And so long story mm-hmm. short, we invested into a, a lot of uh, uh, tires and tubes and derailleurs and cables, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a shortage today. So if you're a bike shop and you say, hey, let's go order some more of that stuff. Good luck. It's not out there. But we we thought ahead. We we got a warehouse, offsite warehouse here at our mainstream Richardson. And so we've, we've got a lot of back stock. So our biggest thing wow. is probably um, four hundred to eight hundred dollar mountain bikes. That's what everybody wants to come in for. It's that's their thing. We're getting them in, but they're they're not. I, I want one today. No, I can't it today. But give me two to four weeks. We're going to get you in. Hmm. So um, mm-hmm. so that's what we're. That's probably the hardest challenge right now.
0: Well, it sounds like what you were a real visionary. We should be asking you, you know, what stocks we well, need to pick going no, forward. No, 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 here,
3: no. I'm, I'm a blessed man. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I told the guys, I said, "Look, the worst case is we won't nothing. We won't have to order nothing for six or eight months." And I said, "That's the worst case." And so we had we had enough money uh, in our budget, and I said, "Let's just let's just bank on it. Let's just think." Hmm. Well, that,
1: that's what I was going to ask you, Woody. I mean, the last thing you want to do is get stuck with a whole bunch of inventory. Um, how long do you see this lasting, man? Uh, I see, I see two years. I see a year and a half, two years. I really do.
3: I'm talking to the manufacturers. I talked to the, the three biggies that we carry. And they, they said, I said, when is it going to be a day when I can call you and say, hey, I want to order my bikes and just keep, they're in what they call open stock. I can do like the old days, what we've done for years and years and years. And they go, Woody, it's going to be February or March, 2021. before you get that day. Wow. And I was like, wow, because everything is pre-sold. And uh, so this pandemic really hit hard, um, you know, in China first. And that's where a lot of these things are made. Okay. And that's where Shimano, Shimano is a rod and reel company. And they make the parts for all the different brands of bikes. And so they've um, it, so they've been hit hard by that, and a lot of Malaysia parts are Malaysia and uh, uh, Taiwan, and uh, so th- those uh, those got affected. So they can't produce enough parts uh, fast enough. Uh,
0: hmm. That makes a ton of sense, though. So uh, so they don't see normalization until just to clarify here until next, next spring. spring.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and and that's just ramping up the factories to produce the the uh, the parts in the inventory, yes, right? But how about, how about demand though? I'm just curious. I mean, it would seem at some point that the, the bike market would be saturated. Everyone would have a bike. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you nervous, man? If, if it does, if, if we go back to just normal, uh,
3: we'll be, we'll be okay because a lot of these new people, hopefully this will stick. I think gym, I think people are going to go, uh-huh. you know what is, Hey, I'm a gym rat. I went to the gym a couple of days a week. I did a lot in the winter, but, but to ride my bike, I'm a fair yeah. with a friend. I don't like to get on the cold or wet, um, or, or short days. I don't like that. But, um, but now I'm thinking twice going, okay, do I want to go back into the gym it, uh, with that environment? Um, um, it uh, a lot of heavy breathing, a lot of touching, a lot of, you know, a lot of things going on, a lot of things, you know, a lot of germs moving around. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to go, hmm, you know what, biking is kind of cool. It's a it's a favorite pastime thing. It's become a, a current uh, fun thing to do. I think I can implement this into my uh, going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. It's truly yeah, a lifetime so- sport you can do.
0: And this so this may be a permanent change for a lot of people and and a good one too. Kind of a nice change coming out of so. this whole pandemic thing. Uh, and also, I'll give a pro tip here. Uh, I, I cycle a lot. And uh, I got a really nice light now. And it's so nice to do it yeah. at night when you're in Texas, because, you, you know, we all know what the summer is like in Texas. It's kind of the only time because I'm not an early riser. So that nighttime bike ride is it's phenomenal.
3: And there's a lot of clubs that do not rides. I know the Shawnee Trail in Frisco does a lot of night rides and PBA, the Plano Bike Association does not rides and and yeah, if you want white rock lake, it looks like a Christmas tree go around the lake. People do. It's pretty cool to see. So there's a lot of people like yourself, the early risers and, and, and the ones at night. Like I just
0: have to get some bike wheels that light up like my rollerblade wheels just to make Whitley proud.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Oh my gosh. Hey, Hey Woody, I'm curious besides bikes, what, what is out there that you would normally purchase in your own personal life that you can't find right now?
3: Oh gosh. Uh, well, I'm trying, well personally and and. And uh, for the store, we're trying to buy Clorox wipes. Still, they try to keep the place disinfected, Mm -hmm. so those are hard to find. And I understand Clorox is going to be a year out on that stuff too. Um, But uh, Mm -hmm. so that is that is uh, that's probably the one thing that comes to mind. My wife said the other day, uh, paper towels are getting hard to get again. Oh, a a red Mm -hmm. red uh, plum jam. My my wife loves or jelly. Can't find it. Been to all the big Mm -hmm. stores. Nobody's got it. Amazon. Really?
0: Red plum plum jam. jam. That's
3: what my wife said. It's real hard to get. Two, huh. two for thirty dollars wow. on on Amazon, and I was like, what kind of know, jam is they're this? Just, you know, jacking it up.
1: So, two, two for thirty dollars for, for red plum, and, plum you
3: know. jam. Yeah. Jeez,
1: somebody has cornered the market it's on red a plum, plum <laughs> jam. Maybe that's a, podcast. a whole podcast we get to learn to like. A great chili <laughs> or something is. else,
3: but you know. <laughs>
0: Woody, uh, last question here from me. So, you know, we talk about, you know, how busy things are. What is normal, though? You know, when you say that you've got, you know, 60, what is it, 6,700 bikes that are on back order right now, you're about six weeks uh, lined up with repairs right now do you normally have any bikes on back order or how many would that normally be? And how, how are you normally on repair? Thanks site? for asking. Okay. So less than a
3: hundred on back order at any given time over all the years, uh, maybe mm-hmm. 200 tops and repair wise. I'm, we, we always try to run it to 72, three to four days out. We try to never go more than mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, and so okay. yeah, it, it and and so we always really as we we pride ourselves on getting people want to ride their bike they don't want to wait six weeks I'm like oh my God, summer's gonna be gone right uh, so and I get that and so uh, some people that come mm-hmm. in like uh, Jason like you're you're a bike rider and you tell me hey what do you, I need my bike by Friday I need, I'm gonna get it done I, even in this environment mm-hmm. I, I we have holes open up uh, that will that, that I leave them, I leave them a little space in there for bike rider what I call users people somebody comes in with a huffy mm-hmm. and it's got dust on this stick. They haven't written in a year and it's <laughs> it's not gonna matter, right? At this but two weeks, four weeks. Right. So I, and I asked them when would you like to? oh I'm don't no hurry. Okay, great. I'm 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 three weeks out or four weeks out or five weeks right. out, whatever. And they're usually pretty nice. But if somebody a, a rider comes in and says, Can I get this next week? You betcha. What day do you want it? We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna rise wow, to that. So far. we're still saying when do you need it? It seems to work really well. Um and uh but but anyway, it's so uh, usually a couple of hundred repairs kind of in the in the kitty throughout the uh, uh, this time of year, that's the normal. And then about a couple hundred, uh,
1: hmm. uh, bi- uh new bikes on order. Wow. That's well, what Here's hears. Yeah. Here, here's my last question. Be- besides, uh, Jason here, do you know any other rollerbladers? <laughs> yeah, I'll <leave. laughs>
3: Back me seriously, up. Seriously. Back me <laughs> up. Hey, there's been some, some fast rollerbladers, uh, back in the day that used to ride with our group rides and they'd ride behind us. And so rollerbladers, rollerbladers are, are really good cyclists. I'm sure Jason's a good cyclist. And, uh, but uh, I don't, I haven't seen those, but they used to,
1: they, they, they skate behind us you <laughs> right. know, They do their skating. And, uh, uh, but I've seen it lately. So, you know right. what, well, what what he said back in the back day. day. Back in the day. Yes. I'm
3: still living
0: back in the day. But let me tell back you. Back in the day. Let me tell you what, though. <laughs> I have encountered fellow rollerbladers on trails recently. And, you know, I, I like to see them and it's like a camaraderie or whatever. There's groups that actually do this stuff at night together as well. Uh, not now, uh, because, you know, you have to stay distant. But when I see them on the trail, I, I'm usually happy to see them, except if they're in my way, in which case I think, you know, I've been doing this all this time and you probably just started, so you need to get out of my way. This is my trail. <laughs> and, you know,
1: yeah. If a you had territory. lights on those wheels, <laughs> they would see you coming. Well, well, I do
0: now. If I can just get my axles, I can show the world.
1: So Woody's business clearly is booming in this pandemic economy. Um, I, I mentioned sidewalk chalk. That's hard to find. Um, But you found something else that's really unique and makes a hell of a lot of sense when you think about it, Jason.
0: Yeah, you know, this came from my mom, actually, because uh, she lives alone. She's been isolated. She's been getting really lonely. And so she started looking for something to do. She ordered a couple of puzzles early on uh, in the pandemic, and she really enjoyed doing those. And then she turned around and tried to order some more and forget about it. They just I mean they're they're back ordered like crazy. And so yes, I was walking through one of these big box stores uh, the other day and in addition to the empty bike aisle, you seriously, you look in the little area with puzzles and they're wiped. I mean wow. just wiped clean. And so we decided to turn to a Texas puzzle company. It is the Wimberly Puzzle Company. If you're not familiar with Wimberly, Uh, You should get there sometime. It's in uh, Central Texas, uh, not too far from San Marcos. Uh, Beautiful town there. And uh, we know somebody in that little town that's been working like mad. And his name is J.B. Manning with the Wimberly Puzzle Company. And he's with us right now. Hey, J.B., thanks for being on with us today.
4: Thanks so much for having me, guys. Uh,
0: I'm surprised that the rest of the staff uh, agreed to let you step away for just a minute because it's been like that, hasn't it?
4: It has been like that. I think they're happy for a little break, though, as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. So, so give me an idea of what it has been like. I went to your website, and I think it said something like uh, your business during the pandemic here has been up some crazy percentage. What What is the percentage?
4: Uh, at its peak, we were about seventy five hundred percent. So
0: seventy five hundred wow. percent over normal. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, Give me an average day right now, what it's looking like for you. And this has been seven days a week. What is an average day like?
4: Uh, an average day right now is coming in about 10. Um, I'd like to say I was able to sleep in a little bit, but it's it's uh, not so much that. Coming at 10. Uh, then I've we've got a big shipping rush through the day, cutting throughout the day. And then I cut pretty much until midnight. And... Hmm go wow. home and uh, I, I've got another printer actually set up at home. Everything is made in-house, uh, all the way okay. from the prints to the cuts. And, and so you I've guys... got another printer there at the house and I go home and print for a couple more hours and get a few oh, hours geez. of sleep and come back to start over the next day.
1: Well, you, you talk about printing. Um, you guys have gorgeous puzzles. Th- these are these are images that I think uh, I read that you hand select JB mm-hmm. um, of, of places you see all over, all over the state which makes your Company so unique. When, when did you first start seeing things really ramp up? Um, considering the pandemic kind of got going in, in March here in Texas,
4: it was right about it was right about that first week of March. I actually, it's, it's kind of weird when you think about it. I actually made all these puzzles from an RV. All these images are mine. Uh, oh wow! From mm-hmm. Traveling around, and I decided a couple of years ago that I could travel and take pictures and make puzzles. So I put everything in an RV. So I've actually been doing that just, you know, even uh, three months ago, I was just traveling around making them from an RV. And it was right about, you know, that time period we're talking about here. I said, oh, this isn't going to work. I've got to have more space. Uh, So luckily my my first retailer actually shopped a Treehouse here in Wimberley. I was talking to the owner, and she said, Hey, I've got some space come down and so we're back home in Wimberley, and now yep. we've actually got more manufacturing space. And,
1: and most of your most of your business sounds like it's done online through WimberleyPuzzleCompany.com, com, right?
4: It is. Uh, we haven't done a storefront. We haven't done any retail sales. Yeah. We do some some wholesale to retailers. Are, are you majority uh, is online? Yeah.
1: Are you backed up? Or are you uh, backed up with with orders now?
4: Right now, I'm. It's right about six weeks still. Six weeks I'm catching up. Uh,
0: Uh, that's a good thing and a bad thing i mean it's good in the sense that you know business is booming and and i'm sure that you love that in some ways but uh it's it's got to be stressful too i mean whoever thought that making puzzles would be
4: stressful (laughs) it it is great you know you get in front of so many new eyes but it's it is frustrating just because you know what everybody's going through right now and Mm. you wish you could just get them out to everybody and you know they'd have something to do um but it's a it's a pretty labor intensive process to to make all these in house because they're not die cut you know I can't just make thousands of them a day um, so it's kind of where I'm at it's 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 a quality versus quantity kind of thing uh,
0: talk a little bit about quantity though what used to be. I guess a normal day? I mean, you started as just this small operation. It, it sounds like you, you found a business that allowed you to do your hobby uh, and, and it's kind of reversed now uh, and turned into almost solely just a business uh, trying to keep up with the demand. What did a normal day used to look like as far as you know, number of puzzles versus now?
4: A pretty normal day would be uh, going out for a hike with the dog. Just exploring everything, taking pictures during the day. That's a good day, and man. Back and, and making, hmm. you know, 15 or 20 puzzles every night and getting those on the way. Basically a one day kind of turnaround thing, hmm. uh, you know. And I wanted to grow things pretty slowly uh, where it's, it's a lot more manageable. But
1: so is this a good I mean, I would think it's a good problem to have on the outside looking in. I mean, are, are you overwhelmed? Is this kind of how you wanted to grow your business?
4: It's a little, it's a little faster than I wanted to grow it. I had contingency (laughs) plans for, you know, two, three, 400% growth. Uh, But when you start talking, you know, those kind of numbers, those big numbers, 7,500%, you know, it's, those plans don't hold up as well. Uh, And we've done pretty good. I'm up uh, total capacity. I'm up about 1200% right now over Mm -hmm. where I was at uh You know, and we've got the radio going most of the day, and I still hear I still hear ads from from Charmin, for example. <laughs> uh We're trying to make you guys more toilet paper, you know. And I, I go to the grocery store; it's still a problem now. And I know their demand spiked about you know two hundred fifty percent, three hundred percent. I think is where they were at. And it makes me kind of realize it's like, man, these guys are billion dollar companies, and you know, this is where they're at with three hundred percent and. You know, I've got a little bit more flexibility to be a little bit more nimble because I am smaller, but it, it just kind of gives you a, an appreciation for for uh, what the true demand really is and, and trying to meet that.
0: And so you understand Sharman's pain right now?
4: Uh, very much so. <laughs> uh,
0: so what is uh, – do you know uh, since this all began, like can you pull out a day where you go – I can't believe I made that many puzzles in one day what was is is there a figure for a day that you just think oh, that was off the charts
4: the day that probably really sticks out uh, would probably be two days April 17th and April 18th which I think is actually the days that those first stimulus checks uh, went out direct deposit mm-hmm. and it was just to the point where I mean I had to turn off the phone like because I couldn't listen to the, I couldn't keep listening to the the chime from an order coming in.
0: Can you talk just a little bit about what it's like to be this critical component? I mean, you know, who would have ever thought that the puzzle maker is a critical component in people's lives? But again, I can tell you uh, just from experience with my own mom, I mean, this thing is like sanity uh, for her right now because she's, you know, trying to stay at home a lot. And this has become the thing to do. I mean, it, not to get too deep, but it's got to feel good to take part in something like that that you know is actually helping people during a really difficult time.
4: Yeah, it's it's not a role that I ever saw myself being in. Of course, I mean, who really, besides whatever experts that it's their job, saw this kind of thing coming around? Uh, you know, and like I said, it, it kind of goes back to, like, that's the frustrating part for me is, is not being able to just get them out faster to everybody uh, because it is such a, a critical thing in, in their lives right now. It's, it's something to do. It's a, it's an escape. Um, so it's, it's, it's really kind of a, it's really kind of an honor to, to play a part in that. You know, so many people are doing so many cool things, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's cool to play just a small, very small role in that.
0: I, I can't. I can't let you go without asking you the question that everybody's getting today uh, on this podcast, and that is, what have you encountered, uh, either personally or professionally? Which product or material have you encountered that you have just not been able to get your hands on? I mean, I think we've all run into like the toilet paper thing, and. Uh, paper towels and that sort of thing. Maybe some alcohol wipes or whatever. Uh, but is there anything business-wise or professional or, or personally that you've just you, you can't find?
4: You know, I've been really, really fortunate uh, that none of my supply lines have have been crimped. Uh, wow! I get my paper from Dallas, right up there by you guys. It's down here the next day. Um, mm. You know, I've got another supplier. They're they're all over the country, but pretty much everything I can get. Uh, the major components that I need I've been able to get in one to three days pretty much like normal. And, Hmm. and thankfully for them, you know, the the industries they're involved in and it's a lot of printing and stuff like that. And I think those Hmm. industries have actually slowed down a lot. Hmm. Uh, I mean, because who's really going out printing pictures and, and that kind of stuff. So it's, I'm really fortunate and glad to be able to give them some business that, that helps keep them going. And it it gives you a realization when you look at the supply chain of, you know, the puzzles are really hot right now, but how many other industries and how many other companies is is that able to help just for me and all the other puzzle makers being so busy?
0: Good point. That's true. All down the line, it it helps everybody. Uh, You're so Texas-centric. Have you been getting orders from all over the place, though?
4: All 50 states. uh, I don't do a whole lot of international. I did have a Singapore the other day. Hmm. Um, nice. Is that a, so, yeah, Texan, a, a Texan in exile or what is that? <laughs> you know, it might have been. It was actually, it was a blue bonnet picture. And,
2: and I think there was a been.
1: bend one in there as well. Wow. Hey, you, you've been on the road a lot. This is the last thing we'll ask you here. You've been on the road a lot um, w- with your dog, uh, Rio, right? Rio, yep. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you, you've seen a lot of folks out there. So we're doing an informal survey as well. Can you just dig back and think of the last time you saw someone rollerblading?
4: might have been 1994 that's about right (laughs) JB that's
1: about right you know what Jason Wheeler still rollerblades and he's having trouble finding axles I'm like you know why you're having trouble finding axles not the no, pandemic. It's, not it's because no one has rollerbladed in 30 years. It's
0: not <laughs> true. There's a big demand out there. It's a it's a silent, it's a quiet group, but they're out there. I'll tell you what, JB, if you ever want to come snap a picture of me rollerblading on a trail through the Blue Bonnets, I will let you print that puzzle. He couldn't sell I, it. That's the we'll problem.
4: That on the list. That might make that might be the Christmas special. We'll see.
0: M- my mom will buy one for sure. I
1: like the guaranteed sales. J- JB's company is the Company dot com. He has some awesome pictures. He's taken them all himself. He- Beautiful work sharing yes. those blue bonnets with all o- people all over the world, all the way to Singapore. He has That's great. he has cut these into some fantastic puzzles. We hope you give him a look. Um, and he is he's swamped with orders, but I know he'll take your order. It's not just bikes. It's not just sidewalk chalk. It's not just uh, puzzles. There's all types of entertainment that people are seeking right now because they have to be home. But there's also another part of this pandemic economy that is, you know, really surging right now. It is something that. I didn't think about until you start thinking about
0: it. Mm-hmm. And, and And it has to do with safety. And uh, you can imagine that business is booming if you're making products that have to do with safety There's or separating dashboards. people or separating streams of air, let's say. Uh, and so uh, we started digging around and finding out that, uh, guess what? The plexiglass uh, industry, the plastics industry, has just been booming. And we can't think of anybody better to talk to about that than Carol. Carolyn Falk who is the owner of ANC Plastics in Houston. Uh, So Carolyn we've pulled you up here on your iPhone uh, to talk about this and uh, thanks for being with us first of all. Uh, Secondly uh, what has life been like for you there at the warehouse these past couple of months?
2: I tell you what, it's been crazy. If somebody would have told me last year that this was going to happen, I would have bet uh, the ranch and told them I don't know what they were smoking, but they had to change brands. <laughs> but it's been great, and um, it's been crazy. We've been working seven days a week, 12 to 16 hours a day, and uh, wow. and we love it. It's uh, We're not only excited we have a job with so many people out of jobs, but we're also uh, involved in trying to slow down this process of the COVID-19. So that's exciting uh, to be a part of something like that and to have mm-hmm. the product to deliver.
1: So, yeah, we want to ask about all that. We, a couple of episodes ago in our Yalotix podcast, we talked to a uh, an owner of a pizza restaurant up here in Dallas, and he just spent $15,000 to put plexiglass dividers uh, on all of his communal type tables so diners could still come to his restaurant. People are spending a lot of money on this right now. Is that Who are you hearing from? Is it restaurants? Is it businesses? Or, or We're who? hearing
2: from everyone. We're hearing from hospitals, from dentist offices, from car dealerships, from restaurants. Um, anybody who is concerned about uh, the safety of their customers or the people that they deal with and they want to do whatever it takes to uh, make everyone feel safe that comes to be around them or comes to see them. Um, It's everywhere. I mean, in the grocery stores and we're selling Mm -hmm. all the plastic to provide for the dividers Mm -hmm. and the sneeze guards and whatever it takes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, that pizza owner that we were talking about uh, says that he had sticker shock when he realized how much uh, plexiglass was going for. Uh, because it used to be one of those things that you just passed by in the home improvement store and didn't give a second thought to. Right. You know, it wasn't expensive. What is this stuff going for right now, Carolyn? And and, and what's even normal for plexiglass?
2: Well, it's uh, it, it depends on the thickness. You know, the thicker that you want, the, the higher it is. But it's anywhere from $100 for a four by eight sheet up to uh, 3,000 if you want one inch. Uh, if you want Lexan, wow. if you want uh, the bullet resistant material, it's kind of whatever the application is. But it's really not that expensive when you look at the lifetime of it. So if you divide sure. it by the lifetime, it's not glass, it's not gonna break. So uh, it's, it's well worth the investment.
0: It is hard to destroy. So, if I want to get the cheapest version, the thinnest four by eight panel, I'm looking at about a hundred bucks. How does that compare to what's what's typically been normal for a four by eight sheet?
2: Uh, well, we haven't price gouged. Uh, we're you know we're a wholesale mm. distributor, so mm. we we have we have the same price last year as we do this year because wow. um, you know we started with with uh, nothing. And, and we built a, a real nice business up, and that's because you take care of people, they take care of you, and your little people get bigger, and they remember that. So mm. this is not a one-hit wonder. We're, we're looking for our lifetime well, for them to come back when they need any plastic needs.
1: That's impressive.
2: Well,
1: yeah, and Carolyn, you mentioned that you guys are swamped, so that must mean you guys were somewhat prepared for this. Did you already have a lot of raw material? Uh,
2: what we have, we sell, we're a distributor, and we sell sheets of acrylic plexiglass okay. and we're the largest single distributor in the US. I have close to 200,000 square feet of warehouse. Uh and it's uh we inventory a lot. You know, you can't sell out of an empty wagon. So, we inventory a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people come to us for hard to find sizes. You don't have to buy minimums. You can buy one sheet of red, sheet of blue, uh the clears.
1: So so well, back in March, when all this really started ramping up here, did, did y'all try to get your hands on as much as you could get? or did: did Absolutely.
2: Man... When really? we saw the COVID, we beefed up our buying, even though we had uh, we were the only ones, I would say, that had this amount of plastic in stock. Hmm. And uh, we saw it coming in March, probably uh, January is when we saw it coming, and we increased our buying tremendously. so our lead times were probably very, very good. Compared to people just waking up and realizing, boy, that was a good. They need plastic. That was a, that uh, was a good example. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention is you, you can't forget the people that brought you here, hmm. and uh, we donate ten percent of uh, everything that we sell on the face shields back to first responders and the nursing homes. So that's. We're real proud of that, to give back to the community that's taken care of
0: you. And they can sure, uh, sure use all the help they can get right now, Carolyn. Um, yes, they can. Let me ask you about, because we're talking about the supply that you had sitting there in the warehouse and how you beefed, beefed that up in the very beginning. Uh, what is it like now? Let's say you hadn't done that and you had depleted your supplies. How hard is it to get uh, a big load of sheets of plexiglass right now?
2: Well, we're only ordering in truckload qu- truck quantities, and right now, the suppliers are quoting us uh, March of 2021. Whoa. They can't make the plastic fast enough. Yeah.
0: March where of 2021. Where does it come
2: from? from? Wow. Uh, we what? order from all over the world. We order from, you know, Taiwan. We, we order domestically and internationally. Mm. So, we've got it coming from everywhere. What what do you did,
1: did you ever imagine Carolyn that that your business and your product would be such an important piece to getting over this pandemic?
2: Um, I, I I love uh, plastics and I did watch <laughs> the graduate. I know y'all wasn't born then.
1: <laughs> Jason's a lot older than he looks, though. Carolyn, he's a lot older than he, he dyes his hair. I do, but uh, job, we man.
2: always say plastics makes it possible. And uh, we're big in the sign industry, the skylight, the greenhouse. Uh, you know, there's a lot of plastics that's used in everything because of the safety, and yeah. you know, also the bullet resistance. So, um, you know, I hope, I hope I answered your question. I didn't. Re- I, I never imagined it. It would be at this magnitude. Uh, so, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do what we can while we can.
1: Are, are you Are you going to sell out? Of your inventory there, your two hundred thousand square foot uh, warehouse in Houston before you before these March twenty twenty one you know deliveries get here,
2: we have uh, so much on order and so much coming like a revolving door. As soon as it comes in, it's already sold. Uh, we're not going to sell out. Okay, <laughs> we're not. We've we've got uh, plastic for many many industries, many uses. So we're not going to sell out. We'd like to, but we're
0: not. <laughs> all right, let me ask you this. Uh, when we go into the stores right now and we see all of this plexiglass that has been added in or restaurants, um, is that is that going to become a permanent part uh, of our lives? Do you think uh, You know, my wife and I have argued about this and she thinks that they're going to you know, take that stuff down when we get over the worst of this or get a vaccine? Do you think that we're likely to just keep that all in place? That we've changed.
2: I believe we are. I think it's a different world these days. It's kind of like after nine one one, things operate differently, and I think people are going to be more cautious, which they already are, and they're more uh, in tune. To, uh, they're they're doing what we should have been doing all along, and I think the sneeze guards are here to stay. Mm. But they're going to be here a long time, so they're not going to have to replace them. So. Mm. Just remember that when you pay for a piece of plastic. It's not that expensive for what you're going to get.
1: And we we talked about sneeze guards. You mentioned uh, the the bullet-resistant one-inch thick material as well, too. But you mentioned face masks as well. You're a wholesale distributor, but are you you guys creating the material or or have the material for face masks?
2: We have the material for face masks, and we're selling those also.
1: What's your biggest seller right now, Carolyn?
2: Right now, our biggest sellers are the clears and a few of the colors. Because everybody, and, and they don't care what size they get, they want what's ever available. And we're selling a lot of face masks since they've put, you know, demanded that you have face masks now everywhere you go. I mean, we're selling them by the thousands. It's hard for us to keep those in stock.
0: Now, when you say face wow. masks, y'all are y'all are selling the cloth ones
2: no, we're selling uh, the shields. Okay, the, the shields, plastic okay. shields. Uh
0: uh-huh. let, me, let me get you uh, to, to just let us know when you watch, let's say, the news and you see these healthcare workers standing there with those face shields on and 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 doing life saving work right now. What do you think? I mean, this is your product out there, uh, and it's uh, it's it's helping to you know at least slow, if not stop, the the transmission of this virus.
2: I tell you what it brings a smile to our face and it makes us want to work harder we're working 12 16 hour days and it's not a problem to work harder because you know that you're working for a cure and you're working to help save people's lives and you're a big part of this and you're not price gorging you're you're treating everybody fairly and that's why our business is so good
0: you've been doing it and we love you've it you've been doing it for a long time too carolyn how long have you been uh at the helm there at anc plastics it's been uh decades
2: 47 years wow wow yeah. seems like only yesterday uh, when wow when i operated uh, all my customers out of manila folders
1: yeah. did you really and that, that's about <laughs> yeah. the time the graduate came out oh, wasn't it <laughs> wasn't the early that's 70s right.
2: i paid attention <laughs> i, I, I think
1: teaching. i think jason went to the cinema to see it back yeah then, i sure too. did <laughs> 10 well, and 10 years later i
0: started dying this hair <laughs> <laughs> We, we can't let you go, though, without asking you the obligatory questions today, okay? Uh, I'll handle the first okay. one. The first one is, as a consumer or as a business person, what are you having trouble finding right now product-wise? I mean, beyond the toilet paper that all of us are, you know, or, or Clorox wipes or whatever, is there anything that you have had trouble getting your hands on?
2: Uh, at first, it was sanitizers, but we've restocked that, and I think there's plenty to go around. People just need to calm down. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that, that is good advice. You're you're in Houston also, the, the biggest city in the state. You probably see a lot of folks down there. When's the last time you saw
2: anybody ever on rollerblades? You know, I have not. And I was just, uh, you know, walking around looking outside. Nobody's been on rollerblades. It's because, uh,
1: that. It's because nobody rollerblades except Jason Wheeler he's here. Been, he's the only guy that rollerblades. He's been and he them. can't. He can't find axles for his rollerblades. I'm like, because no one rollerblades. It's not has nothing to do with the pandemic or supply. It's because no one rollerblades. He's been giving me the, he's been giving me the hardest time. You know, take that call so we can
0: stop talking cool. about this. Uh,
2: you no, know, he's
0: been giving me the hardest time about that today. I want the rollerbladers out there to rise up and, and let Jason Whiteley know, uh, you know, how many of us there are. Where are you on Twitter, Jason?
1: Yeah, at Jason Whiteley. You, yeah, all three of you guys uh, send me your info. Carolyn, we know you got calls coming in, you got orders to take. So thanks so much for spending time yeah, with Carolyn
0: us. Yeah, Carolyn doesn't have time for these debates about rollerblading. <laughs> Carolyn, thank you for what you're doing there. Uh, really appreciate you taking time today.
1: Indeed, we're using uh, our laptops to, uh, uh, you know, plastic laptops to have the Zoom call and we plastics all around us with the microphones and everything like that. Carolyn's exactly right. So th- that just gives you a good insight of the pandemic economy. Everything from puzzles to plastics, plexiglass, bicycles, kickstands, sidewalk chalk, you name it. Axles. This economy. Axles. Uh, another story. It's another (laughs) podcast. But this economy is completely different now. And uh, it's just an interesting look hearing from so many Texans here. So we appreciate you guys listening to uh, this episode.
0: Yeah, keep those tweets coming to him. He's at Jason Whiteley. I am at Jason Wheeler TV. As always, everybody, thanks for listening. We will talk again next week.